NFL Report with Philip Wolf and Aaron Halischuk is a Black Press Media podcast. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the NFL Report. I'm Aaron Halischuk, a journalist with Black Press Media. We are coming to the pinnacle of the 2023 NFL season, and I'm joined today with Vancouver Island Daily and Parksville Qualicum Beach News editor Philip Wolf to discuss all things NFL. Welcome back to the podcast, Philip. Hey, Aaron. I can't believe I'm saying this, but we just finished Wild Card Weekend. It's been a crazy kind of two weeks since we last chatted. Besides Wild Card Weekend, I'm going to say we're going to put that one on the back burner for just a few minutes here while we talk about a few things that transpired between the last time we talked and had the podcast episode and today, which is some massive coaching changes. The day that everything went down, I call it the trifecta in coaching I was actually very surprised, especially the timing of it all, but that's the way things are sometimes. We had Pete Carroll leaving the Seahawks, Bill Belichick leaving the Patriots, and then also, just as a side note, longtime college coach Nick Saban leaving Alabama after 17 years. As a fan, it was quite the day. I was always catching up on news that day. Was there one coaching change, particularly on that day? I know there's been others, but on that particular day, one that really caught you by surprise. I think it would have to be, it's not NFL, but I think it would have to be Nick Saban. Mm. We expected that Belichick might be on the way out in New England. We thought that Carol's time might be up in Seattle, but uh, Nick Saban leaving, that just blew me away. That was a surprising one. That one definitely caught me off guard. I have to say the one that I was quite shocked actually was Pete Carroll. And maybe I knew his time was coming up, but I didn't think it was going to be this year. In all honesty, if I had to put money on it, I would have said next season. And maybe the reason I say it was I listened to his radio coaching show on the Monday before the announcement, and he was very confident. He was asked point blank if he's coming back. He's absolutely 100%. And I knew that he had a year left on his contract. So I thought, they'll, they'll write it up for one more year, and then next year they'll have the coaching change. So I have to say that one was probably the most shocking and then followed by Nick Saban for sure. The Saban one just it set off a whole chain of other things as well. You lost Kalen DeBoer with the Huskies. Yes. And everybody's moving around. And I know we're going to talk NFL, but it just, college just seems very Weasley to me. Yes. You, you can't count on anything. But Pete Carroll, I, I really think that that had more to do with ownership than it did with GM John Schneider. They were locked at the hip in terms of what they had done. And Pete sounded like he was going to be back. But then after it came out, the the general tone behind it was they overachieved last year, but they underachieved this year. Yes. They're both nine and eight records, which is fascinating to me. But I don't know how you can overachieve or underachieve with Geno Smith as your quarterback. I think you, you're just asking to be a treading water team, to me anyway. That's a really good point. And that's something I know we've talked about previously with Geno at the helm uh, it was interesting the way that he insinuated in some interviews and even at his last press conference that the decision for him not to continue as coach was made by non-football operations people essentially implying it probably was Jody Allen the owner and some other ones involved um, and so that was that was a little surprising I don't know and maybe that's, that leads to the next question. Where do the Seahawks, let's start with them, where do they go from here from a coaching perspective? Just circling back real quick, mm-hmm. is I find 
funny that I, I believe Jordi Allen came out and told John Schneider she wants to maintain the culture, the positivity and everything. Yeah. She wants to maintain everything that was Pete Carroll, but just without Pete being there. So right. I would love to have been a fly on the wall <laughs> with that conversation, given that Pete thought he was coming back and, and everything else. In terms of where the Seahawks will go, I'm just going to wildly speculate here is, mm-hmm. is if you had asked me this last week, I would have said it would be Dan Quinn. Yes. But then after the Cowboys just completely, let's just say, had trouble <laughs> their playoff game. This is a family podcast. Yes, that's the PC that. version. <laughs> but I'm going to I'm gonna say they hire Mike Vrabel. Yeah, he's on my list. A little bit lower. I, I had Dan Quinn right up there too. But you're right. After what transpired uh, for Dallas last week, I might have dropped a few spots. Uh, where do you see Belichick? I don't know that's necessarily the case. Who do you think the Seahawks are going to hire before we move on to Belichick? I, I'm maybe a little bit in Dan Quinn's corner a bit just because of his background and his relationship with the Seahawks. I'd be curious to see now that Jim Harbaugh is no longer in Michigan. That might be interesting. I don't know if he would be the right culture fit for the Seahawks. And I know that's a huge part. And you're right. The irony there is like Pete's built this culture in this way of coaching in Seattle that was at the time, 14 years ago, ahead of its time, his style of coaching really was quite different from anything else that was out there. And coaching has certainly come around to that in some capacity, but for Jody Allen and, and the ownership or the, the leadership of the team to come out and say, we want to continue that culture. We want to continue that style, but with a completely different person. I don't think that's possible. I don't know. It, it, no. Keep an eye on it and see. I agree with you. I, I think getting a new quarterback is more important than yes. a new coach, even to me. In terms of Belichick, I think he's going to Atlanta or Dallas. Mm, that's who I had down. Yeah. I think he... He desperately needs those 50 more wins to pass Don Shula mm-hmm. as most winning coach of all time. So he'll hang around like grim death, even if it was six, three win seasons. <laughs> and I know they mentioned with Carol that he might stay on as a consultant, but if he did get the opportunity to coach again, where do you see him going? That's a tough one. I think Harbaugh will land in San Diego. That's just a match made in heaven. You've got Justin Herbert. Or sorry, San LA, yeah. Los Angeles. Yeah. <laughs> I was wait- you know what? I hadn't done that all year. I was waiting for <laughs> right at the end. Yeah, I think Harbor it's everything he wants. It's mm-hmm. the spotlight on him. It's a franchise quarterback. Mm-hmm. They got a good defense. They were an underachieving team. If you're a coach, and Belichick even said as much, he wants an underachieving team yeah. with talent. Because nothing makes you look better than coming in in your first year and, and having a, a great Thing. And that's why I think Atlanta or Dallas, I have a hard time believing Belichick and Jerry Jones would get along. But I, I can't see that. That seems like oil and water. <laughs> but if Harbaugh doesn't go to L.A., I think that's where Carroll might end up. He may just take a year off. I had thought that he might land with the, the Huskies mm-hmm. in Seattle and he could do it there. But at 72, that would be a hard sell for the kids to come in with a new program and things like that. I think if anywhere, if Pete does decide to coach again, I did have the chargers down because I think him and Justin Herbert 
would be a really good fit. Also, I think his return back to his home state of California is probably a natural thing. Just aside, maybe a dark horse prediction, but I saw maybe the Raiders as a potential for Jim Harbaugh. I know that he started as, I think it was their quarterback coach back in the early 2000s. Their owner, like splashy hires. Could that be a fit? He does, but wouldn't, I think the players would revolt if they didn't hire Pierce. They've already said that. It will be interesting to see how it shakes out. I don't know necessarily that Carroll might be the second choice in two or three places, but Mm -hmm. I don't honestly know that he lands anywhere, to be honest with you. I was going to say, where do you think Harbaugh will end up? I would say, if I had to put money on it, I think maybe the Chargers. I would like to see him there. Maybe the Falcons. I I can't really see that as a fit for him, but I'd like to see him go to the Chargers. Let's switch gears for a second. And something we didn't talk about as we started the podcast was Wild Card Weekend. And it certainly lived up to his name. There were some really interesting results that came out of those games with the Bucs just absolutely demolishing the Eagles, the Lions sneaking out a win. Now Detroit has its own. They have always had Eminem, but now it's like the Eminem Taylor Swift music controversy for their teams. And then the Packers beating the Cowboys. And all of that came out of there. What are some of your takeaways from those really wild card games? I was completely stunned at the Philly collapse. Yes. I mean, we talked mid-season or even earlier, they were like 10 and 1 and we were picking them for Super Bowls and this and that and the other thing. Here's another wild speculation. If that job shook loose, Pete Carroll might be a good fit there in terms of positivity pick the Packers to beat the Cowboys just because I expected them to collapse. They're they're like the Toronto Maple Leafs of football. <laughs> they absolutely are. I mean, every year they get going and everyone's all excited and then they just crap out in the playoffs. So that was it. it easily the most disappointing was the Dolphins losing to the Chiefs. I was going to say, how was your emotional and mental health on that day? Watching the Dolphins just absolutely collapse. Well, I think... At some point, it becomes resignation, but my sourness over it all goes all the way back to when they lost to Tennessee with three or four weeks left in the season. A win there, they win the division. They get a home playoff game, and they don't have to travel in the freezing cold. And The Buffalo game doesn't matter. They can rest a bunch of guys. That was the key, was that Tennessee loss. I definitely think Mike McDaniel got out coached down the stretch. Yes. So hopefully that will learn. I've said it all year long, even dating back to last year. I just don't have a ton of faith into a Tunga Vailoa as the guy at quarterback. I do have a follow-up question with that, but we're going to leave that for a little bit later in the podcast, but I will circle back to him for sure. Looking ahead at this coming weekend's games for the divisional round, Do you have any favorites uh, based on what came out from last weekend? I think I'm going to stick with San Francisco all the way along. Mm. Uh, In terms of actual favorites, I think Baltimore will win as well. Other than that, it's honestly, once the Dolphins are out, my attention span wing. I'll watch just because it's the NFL. I, I don't think there's really any compelling matchups. The Chiefs and the Bills always play. The Buccaneers and the Lions might be the best game of the weekend. And then... I think the Texans are still a little far away, so the Ravens should have should take care of them. Can I admit that I'm suddenly become a complete bandwagon Lions fan, and I have <laughs> totally gotten behind them. 
I just like seeing that typical underdog story, but it's quite enjoyable to see them. I don't know how well they'll do in the next game or so, but I'd like to see them go. Now that Aaron Rodgers is gone, I can cheer for the Packers again. <laughs> so what are your actual predictions for each game? Let's hear them. I would like to see the Packers win. 49ers, I think, are absolutely going to take it. Ravens are going to take it. I want to say the Lions. I think the Bucks might take it. And then, unfortunately, the Chiefs. I'd like to see the Bills, but I think the Chiefs will win. How about you? The 49ers will win. The Ravens will win. The Lions will win. And mm -hmm. the Bills will win. I like it. So we've split 50-50. Okay. I like this. Okay. So let's play one of my favorite games on this podcast. Overreaction or not an overreaction. So this is a rapid fire. I've got a bunch of them this time. So the Eagles will need to rethink everything from coach to quarterback. Overreaction or not an overreaction? I would say half and half. Mm. They do think to rethink the coach. Okay. He has to go to me. He started getting all full of himself. And I, I think that was their downfall when he was like taunting the crowds and, yes. Kansas and everything. And I, I think he's lost the locker room in terms of that. Jalen Hurts is fine. I, I don't think he's a top three quarterback, but I, obviously he's shown that he's very good. So I think he's fine. But yeah, get rid of the coach. Keep the quarterback. Like it. Okay. The Bills defensive injuries will stop them from progressing past the divisional round. I thought it would have stopped them from progressing past Miami, but I was wrong. <laughs> I just, they've just really got a next man up mentality mm -hmm. there. I think their offense against Kansas city should be able to make up for it. Mm -hmm. um, so I don't know if that's really an overreaction. I think it's just a very legitimate point, right. but I, I'm hoping that they will win. I just, I want Kansas city. Out. Yes, absolutely. Okay. Overreaction, not an overreaction. Mike Tomlin coached his final game for the Steelers overreaction he'll okay. be back chiefs wide receiver issues are overblown i don't think that's an overreaction mm. i think patrick mahomes is fantastic and if you watch all the drops and the terrible roots and everything that yeah that they're running i just think that he's so good that he can overcome most of that and that's a 50 51 their receivers are terrible but mahomes is fantastic mm -hmm. and, and i think travis kelsey wants to finish up strong just to keep Taylor Swift on the TV. So just about to add that in exactly. Okay. This is a fun one. The Buccaneers are legitimate contenders to win the NFC and go to the Super Bowl. That is a wild overreaction. Baker <laughs> Mayfield will turn back into Baker Mayfield at some point. Right. Jordan Love's contract extension will be bigger than Dak Prescott's next deal. I don't think that's an overreaction. They're all going to be so close. That's what makes it tough. Half of the time, they make the contract just so that the agent can announce it as one more dollar more than the last guy who signed right. the big contract. And then if you dig deeper into it, the guarantees aren't there and things like that. So I don't think that's an overreaction. And if you disagree with any of these, you have to uh, make sure that you, you say so. What do you think in this case? I actually strongly agree. And I think it's going to be significantly more. Like, I think it's going to be in the millions of dollars more than Prescott's. I think Dak just continuing to fail in the playoffs. Yeah. How do you take that to the table in terms of right? negotiations? It's like the whole idea is to have a Super Bowl winning quarterback. You don't just want to pay a regular season guy. If you just choke under pressure, ultimately, why are you there? 
that'll be really interesting. And Love is still on, I think he's still on his rookie contract, right? He's real good. The, the Packers have certainly got lucky yeah. in terms of the quarterback succession plan. <laughs> that they did. So speaking of quarterbacks, and the next question, Dolphins will not commit to Tua with a long-term contract. Is that an overreaction or not an overreaction? I don't think it's an overreaction. Uh, I think had he performed, he would already have one. And right. he led the league in passing. But again, the, this is very similar to Prescott. As if you're failing in the playoffs yeah. and you're folding down the stretch, he's fantastic when his first read is open. He's very accurate, but after that, he kind of panics and he, he struggles to extend plays. I could see him signing a, a shorter contract similar to Daniel Jones with the Giants like that, but I would not give him a, a mega deal right now. I would make him play out next year and see what happens, and then you can always franchise him anyway. So you got him for at least the next year or two anyway. So I... Personally, wouldn't give him a big fat deal. I would look to draft a quarterback fairly high next year. But for me personally, that's the most interesting offseason topic is will they, they keep to it? Because I just personally think if they hitch their horses to that wagon, that they might regret it. Let's end on Cleveland Browns coach Kevin Stefanski will win coach of the year. That's not an overreaction. I think he should win it, but. I really, I laugh at some of the voting in a lot of these awards. Mm -hmm. It's oh, that people aren't watching the games when they see it. Yeah, It's like the Heisman voting in college. Yes. Is, you just know that people aren't staying up late to watch Michael Penix Jr. Yeah. on the West Coast and, and things like that. So I don't think it's an overreaction, but I, I really don't know what will happen there. Let's end the podcast because we are less than a month out from Super Bowl. I know both of our predictions even from a couple of months ago, a month ago, have definitely changed. So who do you see taking the field on February 11th in Las Vegas? The Dolphins still can't be there? Is there like a mulligan? Do we have that rule? I, I wish there was. Yeah. If I was laying money down on it and not voting with my heart or anything like that, it, money for me would be the 49ers and the Ravens. But if I was to be more hopeful... I would, no, nah, you know what? I'm just going to stick with the 49ers and the Ravens. Mm -hmm. I can see sneaking in there, but yeah, I'll just go with 49ers and Ravens. How about you? So I don't want to agree because I think controversy makes for a better podcast. If I had to put money on it, I'm going with the Ravens and the 49ers. But if there was no money involved and I can just really enjoy a Super Bowl and I think would bring in a massive amount of ratings, I would like to see the Lions and the Bills. There you go. How much attention, though, would uh, Taylor Swift bring to the Super Bowl? That's exactly it. I will certainly be watching the officiating in the Chiefs games. I think that's been a underlying issue all year long is the officiating. I don't know that it's been any worse than it, it ever has. I just think there's so much scrutiny now that it, yeah. it's just completely different. And what if the Lions and the Chiefs get in? Is it going to be a Taylor Swift versus Eminem battle at the Super Bowl? That could be like the halftime entertainment. <laughs> there you go. That would that would be definitely entertaining. I I, yeah. I could see the NFL enjoying that for sure. Yeah, like absolutely. You know what? How many companies would be going out of their way to have commercials? Right. With yeah. the two of them, it would just yeah. be off the charts. It would be, and I think Las Vegas would be the perfect setting for that to happen. So, if anywhere it could happen, that's where it could happen. <laughs> 
Excellent, Philip. Appreciate it as always. And uh, let's do this again in a couple of weeks. You betcha. Thanks, Aaron. Thanks. NFL Report with Philip Wolf and Aaron Hollischuk is a Black Press Media podcast. Mm-hmm.